today I'm with Melody Rachel. She's an artist from New Zealand who now lives in Sydney where she hosts the You Know I podcast. Her podcast is all about exploring themes of gender, religion and challenging ideological orthodoxy in the arts. She'll be performing her one-woman show called Demo at the Sydney Fringe Festival at the end of the month. I'm very excited about seeing it. Melody, what is Demo all about? Demo is... It's a solo show Mm -hmm. and it's about feeling alienated and polarised in these different communities that I exist in. Mm -hmm. So I'm a lesbian, so I'm part of that, you know, LGBTQIAXZQZ. I don't even know the alphabet. (laughs) That community or category, Mm -hmm. I like Mm -hmm. to say, and being a Christian, Mm -hmm. growing up in a sort of Christian, conservative, more religious environment. Mm -hmm. And then also being in the arts and feeling like I don't fit in to any of those boxes because um, I'm so alternative <laughs> and I'm challenging and questioning, yeah. going against the grain. What's it like not feeling like you fit into either of like any of those spheres? I think <laughs> we all want a sense of belonging, mm-hmm. right? Like it's in our human nature. We want to we wanna belong to something and... I felt Christianity and, and the church, for, for many people, that is a place where we go to belong. It's, it's a community. But, yeah, if you're gay, like, you kind of just get told you're wrong mm-hmm. or that you're a sinner or that people, you know, we love you, hate the sin. Mm. But since being gay is kind of attached to our identity, it's merged. So we're not we're not seeing it as... You love me, and you just don't like the sin. You're seeing we're seeing it as oh, you don't love me because mm-hmm. it's interconnected. Yeah. Do you think like those two things can be separated? Do you think it's possible that someone really does feel like that? Like they do fully love you and accept you. They just take issue with your sexuality, or are those two things completely like? Well, as I as I grew up and matured, or. Yeah, as I as I grew up, <laughs> I kind of realized this because I yeah I came I came out as gay when I was fifteen. You know, was just completely discombobulated with this idea that oh well, you know Jesus doesn't love me if you know I'm gay. Um, so I went to the LGBT community, hmm. right? You get accepted like a different church. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, but and and I did for for a while. You, you you sort of you find you find acceptance that the whole thing. This was like, I mean, I'm 30 now. This was 15 mm. years ago. It's like, no, like you are, this is who you are. Yeah. Your sexuality is who you are, right? You should be proud of who you are. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is this is my identity now. Um, so finding, yeah, complete acceptance in that community. I think what I've learned recently is since it was so attached to my identity I think it was my fault that I wasn't feeling accepted. Mm. Um, so now, yeah, now as a 30-year-old going sort of, because I had a break from Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. I had a, and I was like, fuck you, I'm not, I'm not going to be a Christian if you don't accept me. But when I was 25. Boycott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went back to the church mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, had a, had a personal encounter with Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, Jesus does love me. It's the people in the church mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. with an issue and why, why I wasn't able to receive 
their love mm-hmm. is because the LGBT community mm-hmm. told me that being gay is is fundamentally is fundamental to who I am, which I just don't think it is. Interesting. I think it's a it's a part of who I am, and I don't need. I don't think I need to be. Like it's it's nice that we, we want to exist in society and we want to sort of just be left alone, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think we need everyone to accept every facet of who we are. Mm. And I actually find that the Christians that don't accept me for being gay treat me better than the LGBT community that accepts me for being gay but doesn't accept that I have different opinions to them, that I have a different view about gender, Mm -hmm. different politics Mm -hmm. to them, like all these different facets. It's like, oh, okay, so actually the Christian community accepts me more. That's, That's quite incredible. Because we think of these groups on the left as being so progressive and so tolerant. They're all about tolerance, love and acceptance. But, um, you know, I've experienced it too to some extent and you've experienced it a lot. But, yeah, they're not tolerant. They're quite intolerant. So how did you get into the art world and have you experienced any of these like this intolerance there or? It's just, um, I mean, yeah, I I grew up wanting to be an actor, right? Mm-hmm. And I did like on-screen stuff. And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this isn't for me. I don't want to be on TV. And then I did ensemble theatre work. And I was like, oh, I, I, not that I don't like working with people, but I just, I, I think I like my own schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, when I was 25, I started making solo solo work. So I make one-woman theatre shows. Mm-hmm. Demo is my fifth show. Wow. Um, and it's usually responding to my, sort of responding to my experiences. So the first show I made was, yeah, it was about that theme, not being accepted as a gay person but as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sort of moving on to the theme of, oh, okay, I'm in the arts community, but if I think this way, then I'm not I'm not going to be tolerated or, or mm. accepted. Um I think it was like, man, it was like 2020, like Mm -hmm. just before COVID, everything just got really polarized. And I think it was, yeah, the Black Lives Matter and the cancellation of JK Rowling. I think this is when these these two big issues Mm -hmm. came about. And it's like, if you don't start looking at people in terms of their group, Mm -hmm. like if you don't see yourself as a, an oppressor or, or on the flip side, if you don't see yourself as oppressed, because there's a few different, right? Like I'm white, but I'm a woman, mm-hmm. lesbian, I'm gender non-conforming. Like it's, you have to see yourselves in terms of these group identities. Then we're not gonna, we're not gonna take your, we're not gonna take you in, and we're not gonna, we're not gonna take your ideas seriously. Mm-hmm. So, have you had personal experiences with this that you can go into? Anything more specific? <laughs> maybe like, yeah, I had an experience yeah. when I was making a theater show about. Gender, mm-hmm. hot topic. Well, it was called "I Want to Be Mark Wahlberg," right? And oh, yeah. you know, growing up, I did. I wanted to be. I wanted to be a lot of these male figures. I wanted to be mm-hmm. Batman. I wanted to be Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be Justin Bieber. Like mm-hmm. all these dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And it was about my association with the masculine gender. And mm-hmm. my my experience growing up, I didn't. I have a little sister who's like really girly and mum used to take us to like the shops and oh Melody you like you you know you look so pretty in these dresses and I'm like nah I just want to play with like dinosaurs and shit (laughs) um but I had I had a I had someone when I was young tell me (laughs) 
because I was like playing in the mud, I was playing with dinosaurs, you know, like I'm a tomboy, quote unquote tomboy. That that word doesn't really exist anymore, but typical mm-hmm. masculine qualities, right? Um, it's weird that I have to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was told by someone that, oh, we can just chop off your tits and turn you into a boy. Just because I'm this five-year-old wanting to do like dude things, right? So I decided... Who said that? <laughs> I don't know what I want to say. Like okay. it, was, it was someone in my... An adult or yes, another young yes. person? No, no, okay. no, an adult, an adult. Um, and I think they probably meant it in jest, but I just, yeah, looking back, I'm like, ah, okay, that probably wasn't okay. And, and then, it's creepy that that's now the reality. Like, Well, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> how much do we want to say here? Um, but <laughs> <Everything>. just, <laughs> just all these experiences as well, mm. like being called a beast and like mm. a man at school and just never feeling... Again, man, this is really just is about wanting to fit in, mm-hmm. um, but just never feeling comfortable being being a woman because I'm not feminine, mm. right? And then wanting to make a theatre show about that and wanting to put these ideas in the show, right? To say, mm-hmm. hey, actually, this is what got me in trouble. Fucking Germaine Greer, love <laughs> her to death. But I, I quoted her in an article that got written about me. But, um, but before that, I... I was listening to her on YouTube and she said something amazing. She was like, femininity is the fake version of femaleness. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I was just like blown away. I was like, it was that moment where I was like, oh my God. I know, I I think I knew this intellectually, but it just really sunk into my Mm. soul. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Was like, I don't have to be, just because I'm not feminine doesn't mean I'm less of a woman than these feminine women around Mm. me. And just because... A a man can present as very feminine in the way he dresses or the way he changes his body. It doesn't make him more of a woman, does it? I don't know. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Yeah. So it's this separation of um, gender and sex. Yes. I suppose. But to, yeah. but to get to your question, this is a long lead up yes. there. Um, but I mentioned German Greer in an article, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, this is the premise of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be masculine and still be a woman, hmm. and I got a lot of, I, yeah, I got a lot of press for it because it is the hot topic, right? Mm-hmm. But I just had the wrong view. Mm. So right? what happened? So, <laughs> yeah, I got um, pretty much pulled into like a meeting with the artistic director of the theater company, to, um, the theater, to say, hey, um, you've you've done this. Uh, I just want to let you know that you know we're creating a safe space for the transgender community here, mm-hmm. and you've mentioned this woman. This is, this is not even what I said. It's that I've mentioned someone. Yeah. So it's like guilt by association. You've mentioned this woman. You know, she's not – we don't like – I can't remember exactly what mm. she is, but she is yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. She's a we don't like what she we stands for. We don't like for. what she stands yeah. for. And I'm like, yeah, but what she said resonated mm. with me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm trying because, to make a show yeah. about it. For context, around this time, I think Jermaine had – because she's, she's, you know, quite elderly now, Jermaine, and she stays out of the limelight. A video had been circling of her saying that trans women are not women, and that caused quite an uproar. And that was probably around a yeah, similar probably. time. Well, I was yeah, and was reprimanded by the artistic director. <sighs> I got a review. I, I mean, look, like I'm not I'm not being like I got a bad review because mm. you know you, your skin's thick. But the, what the reviewer said was really interesting because I put a I put a part in the show that um, suggested that what the person said to me about chopping my tits off and turning me into a boy. Mm. I suggested it was a bad thing. Mm. And the reviewer was like, she reacted badly about gender confirmation surgery. And I was like, 
how is like telling a five-year-old mm. that we should turn them into a boy because they're playing with dinosaurs gender confirmation surgery? Yeah. And this whole thing blew my mind. I was reprimanded by my directors. I was pretty much told, you don't. You said this either because you didn't know mm-hmm. how it would affect trans people or because you didn't care. And I'm like, dude, it's my story. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I'm not attacking the trans mm-hmm. community. And mm-hmm. was just told, oh, well, we don't want to work with you unless we politically align. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a bit like, oh, woe is me. But it's just like. Mm these experiences in the arts world can be quite difficult for people that do want to question these ideas because it's like, well, let's just have a conversation Mm. about it, but it's completely shut down. Mm. It limits your freedom of artistic expression, right? When you know that you're going to get reprimanded for something, it sort of, yeah, stops how far you can go creatively. But this issue, it's it's so weird because it's literally you're just questioning – an idea mm-hmm. or an ideology, you heterodox people will say, mm-hmm. right? You're not, yeah, it's, it was mm-hmm. confusing to me and then it just blew my mind mm-hmm. and then it kind of just snowballed. What are some other things that you sort of have to deal with on a regular basis as an artist who wants to put their art out there? Are there other sort of like procedural loophole, like steps that you need to Well, like saying through? our pronouns? Yeah. I mean, there seems to be everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, is that a requirement to get your show into these? No, it's not. These. Look, it's just, um, what is the word? It's orthodoxy, right? Yeah. This is what we do now. It's, yeah. But it's just like, since when? It's mm. sort of, it is imposed. I mean, you, you go to like, you go to sign up for a, like we fill out forms to, you know, just to be yeah. part of Submit. like artist yeah. residencies and stuff. Yeah. But like the pronoun question, it's asterisked now. Like you can't yeah. just ignore it. Really? Or like I'll go to a woman's workshop and then we'll sit down and, go through our pronouns and I'm like okay cool you're being woke by like just having this woman's workshop so you're excluding other people which is whatever but then now we're doing our pronouns and it's just like but this is a woman's workshop like what the fuck I've heard you you mentioned before um land acknowledgement so what's what's up with that I mean it's I'm just trying to think how to what can it what should I say here well what's what's the require like are there requirements for it's, doing a land acknowledgement? Again, it's, yeah. I mean, the, the Sydney Fringe have requested that everyone do a land acknowledgement before mm-hmm. their performance, right? It's a pre-recorded land acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually doesn't go as far as most of them go. Most of them, like the na- land acknowledgement usually stops at, and we, fuck, I don't even know it. Cause <laughs> yeah, there are different layers. There's one that sort of says this is unceded land. Yeah. You're living on stolen land, always was, always will be. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not that intense, which is fine. So maybe I should just shut the fuck up and play it. But <laughs> my issue milder. is it's lip service. Mm. I mean, Jesus talks about this in the Bible, right? They mm-hmm. worship me with their lips, mm-hmm. but their hearts aren't in it. And I kind mm. of feel the same. Mm. I mean, sorry, am I just saying I don't care about Aboriginal issues? I mean, I just... I don't know enough and I don't know what, like, I want to care, but how is acknowledging the land before my theatre show? Like, what is that doing? I think that's a fair question. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like questioning these ideas or, and you, you see people in the arts as well. They walk in with all this merchandise, <laughs> like oh, th- these caps saying like living on stolen land. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, if anything, this is counterproductive Mm -hmm. because it makes people think oh this is all we need to do Mm -hmm. just wear some merchandise to say Mm -hmm. always was always will be just Mm -hmm. do the fucking acknowledgement yeah and it's just like 
no, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a quote unquote white person questioning this, but for real, because these people aren't, like I said, the hearts aren't in it. What are they doing? Mm. <laughs> no, it's a good question. What do you think? Let me ask you a question. What do I think? Like, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I wonder by doing a, a land acknowledgement or these other like sort of bureaucratic things that you have to do that you're just expected or required to do, like is that actually improving the lives of Indigenous people in Australia? In my understanding, what really improves people's lives and what brings them out of poverty and extends lifespan and all these things, health span, are policy changes, like economic changes, you know, changes to housing, changes to, you know, medicine, things like this, not putting a oh, that's too one, minute, one minute pre-recorded speech in front of, you know, at the start of a, a performance, I just really don't, or wearing a cap that says, you know. Stolen land. Oh, yeah. so, oh man, so I can't just, now nah, that mm. policy stuff, too hard basket, <laughs> Zoe. Now yeah. I'll just, maybe I will just do the land acknowledgement. There, <laughs> there we go. It's easier. <laughs> why, why, why do you think, Um. why do you think, because I'm confused about this, People, and this can't just be the arts, mm-hmm. but this emphasis on these group identity categories. Mm-hmm. There's those specific things, right? Like land acknowledgements, pronouns, you know, the having a different view about gender. But it's it's really started to warp people's view of people. Individuals. Mo- yes. Most arts grants that you get now are all the, all the quote-unquote marginalised um, identity groups mm-hmm. it's kind of like straight white men need not apply but it yeah. doesn't take into consideration like the the individuality of the person or where they sit on the socioeconomic structure mm. and it's just I have an issue with that because yeah like they use the word queer I hate the word queer why um, political mm. it's 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 a left-wing political identity I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not hyper left-wing mm-hmm. So it's like, I understand the the original intention, like our identities were political, right? Mm-hmm. But now, since we have our rights, once you start using them as political, it actually, it pushes people away. Mm-hmm. So you, ne- you need a political identity to sort of get on par with everyone. Mm-hmm. But now we, we and, and I will say this, like gay people do, we face a different type of discrimination, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But using our, politicizing our identities, it's not going to help that. Mm. We actually need to depoliticize our identities and elevate our common humanity. I think that's what's mm. going to get us more acceptance. But people don't realize this and it's just like, it's insane. And do you imagine a world in which you're accepted by everyone all the time? Is that something that you want? I mean, we sort of touched on this before. Yeah, but- I've talked about acceptance. No, 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 no. I think um, I think self-acceptance sort of free- frees you from the burden of trying mm. to get acceptance for everyone, right? Wow. Ooh. Deep. Um, some wisdom. It's so here. true, though. Like, if you're okay with yourself, why do you need anyone else to, especially strangers, especially mm. strangers on the internet, to, you know, accept who you are, or let alone celebrate your identity? Exactly. And mm. it's like I still have, you know, family members and people in the church that, yeah, don't they don't they don't accept me being lesbian, but it's actually like. The most liberating thing is, no, I accept myself, so it's act- it's actually okay. Mm. We, you, you don't need to accept me. Mm. You don't need to accept. You, it's how you treat. It's what how you treat me. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Yeah. So when did you come to that 
self-acceptance and what journey did you take to get there? To be honest, it sounds whack because it's kind of, um, it's reverse, but it's, G- it's Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Say I'm- more. <laughs> I, I don't have a religious bone in my body. Maybe I do. I'm well, me sure, neither. But- I mean, the thing that people don't, people, the thing that people don't get about Jesus is when he came to earth, he actually lambasted the religious people. He okay. was like, well, you're tithing. You're tithing your... Who were the religious people of the time? Okay. So the religious people were the Pharisees. Oh, yes. So I'm not a theologian, but what mm-hmm. they did is they took the Bible mm-hmm. and they changed it to suit themselves. Mm. So this is what I was talking about before about lip service. Mm-hmm. So they would worship in the street really loud for show. Mm. And Jesus was just like, no, like you're worshiping me in the, in the streets, but your heart's not in it. Mm-hmm. He pretty much called them all hypocrites, which is kind of what's happening now with religion. You know, I, I grew up in an environment when it was like, say your prayers, you know, are you reading your Bible? Close your eyes when we're praying, but then they'll treat you like mm. garbage, right? It's the same thing. Use my pronouns. Mm-hmm. Or I was at a protest, mm-hmm. but they treat you like garbage. Mm-hmm. But back to your question, <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sur- what you do is you surpass the church and people and a spiritual relationship with Jesus is inviting him into your life. When I say Jesus, I mean, you have a, a God's Holy Spirit dwelling within you. That's what it is. Convicting you of. Yeah. I thought it was just something I ate. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this. So the camera can see it. But this is what it is to have a relationship with Jesus. It's bringing the Holy Spirit and having it within you and, and you know, the jargon Christians will use is the secular society would say it's good and evil within you. Christians will say it's the spirit and the flesh. Hmm. Um, but essentially, I think once you've got that, once you've got Jesus and you you can feel his love in your heart and you can feel him changing you from the inside out, it doesn't really matter what other Christians think. So hmm. in in my view, that is the self-acceptance. That is the core of being a Christian. I, I mean, I had this um, I had this moment early in my Christian journey when, I, when I'd slept with a girl, right? And I was like, but I'm Christian, but I slept with a girl, but I'm... And I, I was praying to God and I was like, but I still know you. What the heck? Like, we're still in a relationship and it just, yeah, it goes to show that you can actually be gay and be Christian. I mean, yeah. whether or not it's a sin, that's debatable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can, you can absolutely have a relationship with Jesus and and be a Christian. And the Christians hate me for that. But you also <laughs> say that you've you've come across a group of uh, gay Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that group because you're going to oh, America. I'm going to, to Nashville. To yeah. Gay. I mean, God, God bless them. But some of them are not. I mean, there's there's all these different views. Some of them say, oh, God affirms my sexuality, okay. which I disagree with. And then there's, there's another view of, oh, I can be same-sex attracted, but just not act on it. Okay. Which I also disagree with because mm-hmm. I love sex with women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners yeah. agree. Um, <laughs> them ladies. <No. laughs> um, but I think I'm just trying to explore, like, why is it such a big contentious issue in the church? It's, I mean, theologians say this. It's mentioned, like, three or four times, or maybe five or six or seven or eight. Greed is mentioned a lot. Pride, mm-hmm. you know, self-righteousness and we can see this in the Christian community, but it's like that. Oh, but you're gay. And it's like, yeah, but you're this, this and this. And then we start just pointing the finger at each other. And right. I just, yeah, I mean, and then we can draw that parallel to the arts, right? Oh, well, you're this and you're this. And it's just like, we just, we start mm-hmm. finger pointing. So what's this thing in Nashville? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so Na- Nashville, um, they've got a... Yeah, there's a gay Christian conference called the Reformation Project. They don't believe 
that the Bible condemns homosexuality. So their argument is homosexuality entered the Bible in 1946. Before that, it had a different different meaning. I'm sure there was a different word. Um, but what the Bible was condemning was violent, violent violence, like violent sex against women, um, pedophilia. Mm-hmm. All, all these words they're arguing were replaced for political reasons to go against. By whom? I don't, I don't know. Mm. Like the the conservative or Republican mm-hmm. politicians in mm-hmm. the U.S., so they say. Don't quote me on that. This is just they essentially, you know, put it in the Bible. It was a mistranslation. That, okay, that's that's the idea. But yeah, my journey is not. It's not about going into the Bible and looking at the words. It's about the spiritual experience. Like, yeah, you have to you have to look at the Bible and you have we have to read the Bible to understand. You know, what is our experience? Does it line up with the Bible? Mm-hmm. But it's not something you just. You read and think, oh, I can't do that mm-hmm. because this is what the Bible says. Okay. And tell our listeners a little bit more about your uh, connection with, is it? Fair. Fair, sorry. Fair in the arts. I always get fire yes. and fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so fair in the arts, they exist as their own, um, as part of fair. So fair mm-hmm. in the arts is a faction of fair. fair. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't directly mm-hmm. exist in opposition to, you know, this woke cancel culture mm-hmm. stuff. But they're trying to elevate their own liberal values, which is like freedom of expression, mm-hmm. diversity and opinion that we talked about before that are lacking in the arts or that we they feel like we've lost. So mm-hmm. all these thinkers and artists have come together from all over, like different countries and connected with each other. And we all have this one value in common, which is, yeah, the, the ability to just speak and think freely. Um, so I've connected with a few of these guys in New York um, and interviewed a few people on my podcast about, you know, sort of, sort of their experience in the arts and what they do. Um, I'm actually going back to New York before I go to Nashville to watch um, one of the guy's shows. His name's Jamie Beeman. Um, but, yeah, just, just to elevate elevate what's missing in the arts. And someone should start an Australian chapter. Um, Maybe it's you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm... And I attend their like their monthly meetings. They have these monthly meetings on Zoom that just yeah, just connect artists together. So we know we're not we know we're not alone. We're we're connected through this this one value, which mm-hmm. is just to elevate our common cool. humanity. And where's the best place to connect with Fair in the Arts? Twitter? Um, just jump on their website and Wait. sign up for their newsletter. Cool. Okay. And what about connecting with you? <laughs> Where can people go to? All right. My more? my my handle Instagram and Twitter. It's Melody Rachel K. Um, and then my YouTube name is just at Melody Rachel. And you can come to my Sydney Fringe show, mm-hmm. if you like, called I'll Demo. Be there. See you there. <laughs> Opening on the 19th of September, but I'm sure you'll plug all the information. Yeah, I'll put the dates in the description. And your podcast. Oh, you yeah. Know I. You know I. But I'm, I'm trying to direct people to my YouTube. Okay. Yes. Go to her YouTube. Go to the YouTube. Melody Rachel, where we, we explore sort of more heterodox and you'll be at our melbourne social i will be on the 29th of september unfortunately we've sold out of tickets so hopefully everyone (laughs) listening has got their ticket because there are none left uh cool can't wait to see your show and see you at our social thank you thanks so much for coming on thank you bye